following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning. It's actually 14.20 in the afternoon today. I had a lot going on. I got a late night. We'll get to that in half a second. Remember, our show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. We uh, use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other great podcasts, such as the Corner Booth Podcast, Rise of the Occasion, the Captain Lou Extravaganza, and my favorite, the guys over at Craft Brood Sports. Check those guys out at BellyUpSports.com. And thank you very much for making us a part of your day from all of us here at 1420 World Headquarters. Had a few days away from the palatial studios of 1420 World Headquarters. We were at the West Coast Affiliates out in Parksville, BC, on Vancouver Island, taking a much-needed break, visiting uh, friends and family and everything else, having a nice, relaxing weekend out there watch some high school football for the first time in a very long time with the uh, Bolinas Whalers falling to uh, the new Westminster Dukes I think it was or whatever it was it was a fun little event to go to plus saw the Denise play some soccer hung out drank some beers and hung out out there and kind of put this thing away for a, a few days some much needed rest so it's a lot going on in the world of sports let's catch up in the world of baseball we've got two games going starting about four hours tonight they could uh, the ALCS and the NLCS could wrap up both in tonight the NLCS is in game six with the Philadelphia Phillies uh, facing off at home with the Arizona Diamondbacks series that I didn't think was going to go six the way the Phillies were rocking and rolling and whatnot in the first two games of that series at home. We'll get to that in half a second. But the intriguing matchup is the one for me in uh, in Houston tonight, game seven. And who doesn't like a game seven? The best two words in all of uh, all the sport, professional sport, where you might be game seven. You got something going tonight that I don't think's ever happened uh, in my lifetime where you've seen a, a team lose all seven home games in a series. I know the 2019 uh, World Series when you had the, the uh, Washington Nationals ended up winning the World Series that year. And then you had the the uh, Houston Astros who they were playing and went back and forth, back and forth, each team losing the first six games at home. But the way it turned out, so you got to think right now that that Houston Astros team is due to get a win at home. Uh, you, they, they're too good of a team to not get something going. They're too good of a team to not win something at home. Yeah, yeah they've had trouble at home throughout the uh, entire regular season and into the playoffs, which is which is shocking to me. But it, it's, it's something you see, uh, you, you don't see in professional sports with a home team. Home field advantage has kind of turned into a BS thing over the years with travel and uh, the way they guys, the guys travel and the way they're separated now and the way that the schedule's broken up a little bit now you don't play two days in a row very often like they're, they're doing but anyways the you have a lot going on here in that in that series you got to think that eventually that bubble's got got to burst so you got to think that uh, it's got to be a uh, home field advantage and you got to think that maybe the houston Astros are going to end that streak tonight and get get that win at home now all important obviously going to go to the world series go to their six, uh, fifth world series in seven years I, w- I would think I would lean towards having the Houston Astros win this game tonight. They're too good of a team to not win one at home. And, and uh, eventually the home team does have a bit of an advantage with the crowd does get into it. We'll talk about that in half a second, like in Philadelphia. But then you, you, you go, uh, let's uh, hold my beer, stop right there for a second. The, the Houston or the uh, Texas Rangers are throwing out 
uh, Max Scherzer, who remember they picked up at the trade deadline from the New York Mets to, to be this guy right now, to, to get that series done, to get that series knotted up, to uh, to have everything done, to be that X factor in the playoffs and not get them those one or two or three starts as me and Jim and the fan in the van talked about back in, I think it was July or August. It was I think it was in August that uh, was one of those uh, to the, the Scherzer acquisition was going to put them over the top. But hold my beer once again, Scherzer has not been that guy throughout his first two starts in playoffs. He didn't even get, he wasn't even on the uh, NLDS roster, uh, shoulder tightness, everything else. But the, the, he pitched the other night, didn't fare too well, only got through a couple of innings there out in Arlington. So you got to think that maybe that's on the, that's an X factor as well. There's a lot of X factors in this baseball game. You, you, you look at the, 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 the Texas Rangers, they slugged their way to, the, to uh, a game seven last night. Grand Slams, yeah, got away from Houston late, but the game was basically over at that point. Anyways, a uh, little bit of bad blood, that, bad blood that happened on Saturday's game. Uh, it's been an interesting series. There's no doubt about that. A little bit of the bad blood and Dusty Baker, the old vet getting a little bit wild up. I don't I don't think he threw at him in, in the in the seventh inning. I think it was. I think that was just a, a push out of proportion. A lot of players just to, to testosterone and play up baseball game team. We finally have a series that's going to seven, which we haven't had in baseball yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all plays out. If I'm the, the Texas Rangers, you have to think they have to score a bunch of runs early and let Scherzer uh, rock and roll and see what he can do. If Scherzer gets knocked out of this game early, or if he, if he only lasts two or three, then you got to go. Then they're, they're going to go to their bullpen, which all, we all know has not been good for the Rangers throughout the regular season and into these playoffs. Uh, and you don't want to have to give the ball to a guy like Aroldis Chapman in the seventh, eighth, or ninth because you never know what you're going to get out of that guy, especially with the trouble that he's had in Houston throughout the years. We all remember what happened with the. Uh, with the uh, the New York Yankees in 2017 and 2019, and it's kind of a you don't want to the Houston Astros don't, uh, or would like to see the crowd would probably cheer him on if Chapman's coming in into out of the bullpen into the game, and Rangers fans be clenching their butt cheeks pretty hard. I would think if you if they saw the Chapman coming out, I I think it's going to be a game tonight where you you're going to see both starters go long. You see both starters go deep. They're going to play a fundamentally sound baseball. You aren't going to see a lot of. I don't think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of home runs. I don't think you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, managing over managing this game. You can't win the the World Series. You you aren't in it. But I think you're going to have a couple old school baseball guys in Bruce Bochy and for the Rangers and with Dusty Baker for the rain for for the uh, Houston Astros having a game tonight. That's going to be some old-time baseballs. I expect this game to probably go long. I expect this game to be fantastic. I expect it to be low, not low scoring for for an extra winning game, maybe like a 5-4-6-5 five, five kind of a game where you're going to see a couple of home runs. You're going to see some defensive uh, masterpieces. You're going to see an old-time game. Seven's going to be a lot of fun. My prediction for this one, and like, well, let's go back to the fan of the van, the uh, Long Island prognosticator, the, the Nostradamus of Long Island, uh, Jim the fan of the van. He picked the Texas Rangers to win the World Series. Uh, I'm going to say that the Houston and Astros are going to win this game tonight. Uh, eventually, that uh, that, that uh, winless streak for the, the home team is going to end tonight. Eventually, it has to, does it not? It, it just can't continue to, to, to be a team and uh, not win at home. It's just, it just it never happens in, in any sport, let alone baseball, where you, you play so many home games in a row. I think that the Houston Astros, I think they get it done tonight. I think something's going to happen where Jose Altuve adds to his legacy. He's one of the all-time greats in baseball. Uh, yeah, you can say what you want about him in 2017, 2019, and on and on, but the way he got to the big leagues it's an astonishing story how he just wouldn't give up how he kept saying that he kept going to these camps and kept going to these tryouts and kept coming through and the guys persevered throughout his career say we want about Altuve 
He's a hell of a player, and he he plays the game the old, an old-fashioned way. He doesn't pimp home runs out of the box. That one he hit the other night, he could have been uh, doing backflips and taking his dick out and swinging like a helicopter, uh, but he didn't. He just hit hit the home run, got out of the box, and went went about his merry way, touched home plate, and see you later. Uh, I, I like the, the Astros to win this game at home. I like uh, I, I I see Altuve being up being a major contributor to to the victory. Let's uh, let's let's go back uh, let's go back a few years. Let's go back to 2019. Let's say Altuve does that again. I got Jose Altuve in the uh bottom of nine, bottom of 10 kind of deal. Eventually they're going to have to go to, they're going to have to go to Chapman to get him in, to get them into the playoffs. You're going to empty the benches. You're going to empty the bullpen, whatever, whatever's got to happen. Both is eventually going to have to use Chapman and Aroldis Chapman once again blows it for the visiting team in Houston at Minute Maid Field. And I got the, uh, I got Jose Altuve hitting a walk-off home run to uh, to send the, the Houston Astros to their fifth world championship in seven years and looking to be back-to-back champions. First time, geez, I think since the Yankees did it in 99-2000. In, in I could be wrong on that, but it's been a long time since we've had a World Series back-to-back champion uh, happening there. In the National League Championship Series, you have a hell of a series going there. I thought this one was going to be done in four games. I thought there was no way that onslaught that Philadelphia put on and that crowd that they, they had going there and that lineup featuring uh, Schwarber, Harper, and Trey Turner at the top. I got the, the order all wrong, but everybody who listens to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's great to see that that uh, Phillies team, just the way they slug their way to baseball, uh, playing some uh, just grit and hit and run and and, and get gr- grip it and rip it kind of baseball. It's, it's fun to watch, and the Schwarber's on such a hot streak, but they have to go to him because the other guys are hitting the baseball so well as well. But Schwarber's uh, got five home runs so far in these playoffs or in this series, so you got to think he's the uh, odds-on favorite to win the championship MVP. I think that the, the Phillies end this one tonight. Uh, Aaron Nola is a very good pitcher, and I, I think that they have a situation there in Philly where they, you know what, we, we want to get this done. And the, uh, the the big factor in this one is they don't have to go to that guy. They don't have to go to uh, Craig Kimbrell, who hasn't been very good in in, these, in this national championship series at all. He'll probably be unavailable anyway, so that, that might be a good thing for the, the Philadelphia Phillies and for the uh, Phillies faithful and those that fan base at the Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philadelphia to not have to worry about Craig Kimbrell and his his man bun and his dangling arm coming out of the uh, coming out of the bullpen in the ninth because they won't have to use them. I I suspect that Nola's going to have a great game. He'll go six or seven innings. He's a great pitcher. He's an all-time. He's going to cement his uh, his spot in uh, Philly's history later on. Uh, if we might get, probably get into November, I think he's going to end up being a, a a major factor in the World Series tonight. I see that that uh, I see that they're they're yes the. The Phillies have a chance to win it, but and the the Diamondbacks have a chance to win. I didn't think they would get there. I didn't think they would have a chance to get to game to game six tonight, which they do. But they have a starter going tonight that could give them some length. But then they have a bullpen also that is very rested and ready to go. Uh, could the could the Diamondbacks end up being that team who overthinks things and has their and has their uh, lineup ready to go? They have their script already done. We've talked about that that a lot here on the fourteen twenty podcast, fourteen twenty in the morning. How the just um they they have a, a group that might the nerds might take over the the nerds might have that that um that lineup already ready to go and they had the script already done that happened on saturday i can't remember the name of the starter for arizona he was facing 18 batters no matter what it didn't come back to bite him but it, it, it could have right and they had a situation where he was pitching 18 batters he only gave up the one hit and they pulled him anyways in the sixth so it was, it was crazy to see that that still happened and you, you does Arizona have that happening tonight? Do they have, because they have a full bullpen going tonight, and you, you can't win game seven if you don't win game six. So they're going to pull out all the stops to see what they can do, and I think that's going to come back to bite the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. The Diamondbacks
Diamondbacks are going to lose this game tonight because I think that, that that Phillies lineup is way too strong. I think that Phillies lineup uh, from top to bottom, I picked them at the, the, the uh, belly up show that I did with the guys uh, with Kevin and Lou back uh, when the playoffs first started. The Phillies were going to the World Series. I picked that uh, Trey Turner was going to be the World Series MVP. You remember he had that slow start back in the beginning of the season and he said he was, his mom thought he was a bad baseball player. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I think that that Philly crowd is going to get into it tonight. I think the Phillies are going to score early and often and I don't think that the Diamondbacks and their youthful exuberance is going to be enough to take down that team. That crowd in Philly is is the uh, going to be 100% the X factor. I know I said a lot of X factors about the other series, but tonight that X factor tonight is that Philly's crowd. And you got Schwarber the way he's been swinging the bat, and they and they have to pitch to him as the thing. You don't want to put him on and then have Harper beat you two batters later. The lineup's been too great. I know everybody's saying, well, why do you pitch this guy? Why do you eventually got to pitch to somebody or else you're just walking everybody around the bases? This team rips it. This team hits very well at home, obviously. And this Phillies team tonight, I think they wrap it up in six and both series end tonight. And you're going to see a, a, a rematch of last year's World Series with the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros facing off. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun baseball to watch, and it's going to be uh, one of those nights. Then you got Monday Night Football and everything else. Me and David t- going on at the show tonight. We'll talk about more football tonight. But, uh, no, the, the, the World Series is fi- or the, the playoffs have finally got a little bit of juice. The playoffs have finally got a little bit of enthusiasm. The first the first, uh, the, the, the wild card round and then the, uh, the DS round didn't have any juice at all. But now you got a game six that nobody, no, one, no one expected. And you got a game seven tonight, which is always a fun time. Anything can happen in a game seven you got two wily old managers you got two veteran teams you got two teams that uh, want to win this thing and, and move on and uh, the rangers haven't been to a world series in a long time and the uh, the astros could cement themselves so it's one of the best teams in baseball history let's 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 let's, let's uh, just let the uh, facts be facts the astros might be one of the best teams in, in baseball histories especially with now with the way free agency is and you can't just keep guys forever they've been around for a long time they've been doing it for a long time five five world series trips in in seven in, in seven years if they win the Tonight, that not every team can do that. Not a lot of teams have ever done that. There's only a handful of teams that ever go back to World Series back to back. And uh, you know, you, you you talk about all those Yankee championships back in the uh, '90s and 2000s. That's a long time ago, and everyone before that, there wasn't a lot of teams that went back-to-back. The Toronto Blue Jays in 92, 93, and then you, you go back to all, all those other teams just never got it done. You, you you talk about the big red machine. Yeah, they did it, but it, in general, she's hard to win back-to-back no matter what, and I don't like talking about those Yankee teams above the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, or 40s, 50s, and 60s, and even at the 20s and 30s, because that, you know, it doesn't really matter. 28 championships, 26 championships, whatever it is, a lot of them were in those years where they had four teams, right? So it's one of, one of those things. And it should be a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you guys, if you go into the game tonight or if you're, you're going to a, another sporting event this week, you use uh, SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. And use promo code 1420pod. And you go to a concert. What do you want to do? Here's, but here's a word from our friend at friends at SeatGeek. The foul baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Before we get going into birthdays and uh, 
um, on this day. I just want to touch on the Edmonton Oilers. They're having a bit of a rough start. McDavid's out right now. And then post-game after the Oilers' overtime loss to the uh, Winnipeg Jets on Saturday night. We were staying up late watching the game. We were out into – what did we do that on Saturday? Oh, we went out to Tofino on the, the west coast of the west coast. It's actually a lot of fun. But anyways, we, uh, we were watching the, the post-game interviews of Leon Dreisettle being asked about uh, goaltenders, Stuart Skinner's little debacle he had him handling the puck, which probably shouldn't have went out, ended up scoring on and on. And a reporter asked Dreisaitl about uh, if he said anything to, to Skinner about uh, about his mistake and everything else. And the, the side-eye glance, the, the, the basically, are you stupid comment that came out of uh, Dreisaitl's face was was remarkable. It's one of those things we talked about quite quite some time ago, is maybe it's time to get rid of the, the post-game interviews uh, completely in, in uh, across sports, because usually you just have a reporter there who's asking the same old tire questions. And then when they do ask a question that's not the same old tire question, it's so ridiculous looking for some, some kind of clickbait. It's so ridiculous looking for a, a uh, player to throw a teammate under the bus. Maybe it's just time to get rid of the post-game interviews, especially when things are fresh in guys' minds five to ten minutes after a game. Maybe uh, have a little bit of a break. If they want to, the reporter wants to stick around for whatever clickbait they're looking for, nobody cares what these guys have to say, but it was refreshing to basically see Drysettle basically uh, give the uh, the reporter kind of the eye screw, like, fuck. Jesus, man. It took me till 126 in the afternoon at 1420 in the morning to get out my first swear word there. But yeah, it was refreshing to see Drysdale do that, defend his teammate without saying anything, and then basically tell the uh Tell the uh, reporter, geez, you're stupid. Don't don't talk anymore. Get away from me. Don't, don't say anything. So it's one of those things, refreshing to see that. And Caleb Williams, you're uh, you're not all you're cracked up to be there at USC. I know it's not your fault that the, the Trojans lost that game the other night, but uh, talking about getting part, partnership and team ownership once you get drafted, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bad look. It's a really bad look. Anyways, let's get to uh, on this day and birthdays and get you guys out of here. On this day in 1993, the Toronto Blue Jays defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 8-6 in Game 6 of the World Series in front of 52,195 people at the Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The Blue Jays jumped out to an early 3-0 lead on the strength of a Paul Muller triple, a John Olerud double, and a Roberto Alomar single. All off Phillies starter Terry Mulholland. Jays Day starter Dave Stewart went six strong innings. Problem is, he went out for a seventh inning of work where he would give up four runs, all of them earned, including a three-run home run off the bat of Lenny Dykstra. The Phillies would actually take the lead in the sixth inning, a lead that they would have until the bottom of the ninth inning when Toronto Blue Jays right fielder Joe Carter came up to bat. And with Ricky Henderson and Paul Molitor of the Blue Jays on base with one out versus Phillies closer, uh, Mitch Williams Carter hit a 2-2 pitch over the right field wall to send the Toronto Blue Jays fans right across Canada into a frenzy. The Blue Jays won their second consecutive World Series on this day in 1993. Paul Molitor was named the MVP of the World Series, hitting 458, two doubles, two triples, two home runs, and seven RBIs on this day in 1993. The Jays win. Their second consecutive World Series. And every day, every uh, Jays or baseball fan, every Jays fans right across this country knows exactly where they are on this day in uh, 1993. A friend of mine, uh, Mike Davis, he went with a guy who's only baseball he's ever, ever went to. Uh, they, that's only, not, not not Mike Davis, his, his buddy. The only game he ever went to was that baseball game. So he's got a pretty good uh, memory of the, the game of baseball and things like that. So, yeah, on this day, I, I got to put a smile on my face. Look at that every, every once in a while. Every once in a while. And... Happy 61st birthday to American College Football Hall of Famer Doug Flutie was born on this day in Manchester, Maryland in 1962. Flutie played his college football at Boston College, the only Division I school to actually recruit him uh, from 1981 to 1984, winning the Heisman Trophy in his senior year, a season that included the Hail Mary pass from future or versus the uh, Miami Hurricanes. 
with six seconds remaining on the uh, on the clock. Uh, he got a, he won the Heisman that year. National prominence MVP uh, put put him on the map. Flutie's route to the NFL took him on a wild ride. After college, uh, he, he would end up with the USFL, then in the CFL, where he would win six M MOPs, three Great Cups, three MVPs in those Great Cups. Everything else before moving on to the Buffalo Bills for a few years. Flutie Flakes, the legend that was born, the, the, who was the uh, the coach there, doesn't much matter. He didn't want to play Flutie, went elected to go with Rob Johnson in the playoffs during the, uh, the Flutie-less uh, Buffalo Bills and losing that Music City uh, miracle to the uh, – I, I just blew that. I can't even remember who it was. The Tennessee Titans. There it is. And it was on this day. Uh, happy birthday to Doug Flutie on this day in 1962. Man, when he came into Canada, he was so good. Like, he was unbelievable how he just changed the game completely. And no matter what team Flutie played for, he went three MVPs and uh, or six MVPs, three uh, uh, great cups. And he was the MVP in all, all three of those. But on this day, happy birthday to Doug Flutie. I think his, like, his career was over. If it wasn't for the uh, CFL, you never would have heard from him again. He probably wouldn't be on TV right now. Uh, on ESPN or a college, whatever he does, he wouldn't be there without the CFL. It's a weird. So some guys, there was a bit of a streak there where Jeff Garcia came up and who was the other one who came up out of the, Dave Dickinson. They all came out of Calgary eventually to be end up in the, uh, in the NFL for a little cup of coffee. Anyways, there's 14, 20 in the morning. Dave and I are back at it tonight. Uh, make sure you guys check out our show from Thursday. We're out in the West coast with our legal analyst, uh, Craig Schworn, uh, the 1420 uh, legal team out there on the West Coast. We had a lot of fun talking hockey and everything else that was going on there. It was a lot of fun. We uh, we enjoyed uh, being out there and we'll uh, get things going here, get back and swing of things here full-time here at 1420 World Headquarters. Anyways, uh, yeah, have a great day. Make sure you guys check out all our great shows. Use SeatGeek when you get a chance in promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today. Go to Belly Up Sports and more importantly actually go to uh, the1420sportsbar.com uh, check out some of the articles we've been putting together and some other stuff and all. Everything 1420 is is right there at your fingertips and sign up for the morning buzz as well. Um, there it is. There's 1420 in the morning back at her uh, live from a uh, world headquarters and they will get going again each and every day here for here from us. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 sports bar podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the belly up media network. Let's get